0: Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria.
1: Should I apply fertiliser or not? And if so, how much? They're questions all producers face. But imagine having detailed, real-time soil moisture analysis at your fingertips that gives you insight to if your crop is readily going to take up that fertiliser or not. For over a decade, a number of soil moisture probes across Victoria have been gathering that sort of information to help give farmers confidence in their decision making. To find out how it all works, I'm joined in the AgVic Talk studio by Dale Boyd, seasonal risk agronomist with Agriculture Victoria. Dale, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks, Rick. Dale, what is the Soil Moisture Monitoring Network.
0: The network is what Agriculture Victoria set up as technology uh, in 2010 to see if we could assist dryland farming systems understand the seasons better with um, soil moisture probes. Now, climate change and extreme seasonal variation have been very challenging for farmers to manage, but we just thought by putting in this technology in the ground, farmers then would have a way of, measuring it. And if they can measure it, then they can start to manage that variations that we do see in year to year with rainfall.
1: In terms of the monitoring, is that monitored across a range of depths or is it just a standard depth in the soil that the monitoring's done at?
0: One of the the critical components to the success of the Agriculture Victoria Network is that 10 years ago, technology being well established and utilised in irrigation environments, but not so much in dry land where we couldn't apply water. So our strategy was to put these moisture probes down deep into the profile. So our form of measurement is to measure from 30 centimetres down to a metre and with sensors every 10 centimetres, which gives us a good resolution of what's happening down through that soil profile. And the other advantage with the position of that probe down deep is that with uh, cropping systems there's the annual uh, sowing of the crop where you're looking to sow over the top of the probe so it's representative with a a good plant population as uh, similar to the rest of the paddock. So by having that probe down so deep the sowing tines can safely go across the monitoring point without damaging the probe or the cable itself. So it's good to really emphasise that it's a deep soil moisture that we're really looking to track because between zero and 30 centimetres it can fluctuate pretty dynamically. But it's about this time of the year, uh, September, whereas those deeper soil moisture re- reserves are so critical to get us through and get those yields that might have been set up through that winter period.
1: Is it a real time feed?
0: Yes, it is. So we're getting uh, data recorded every hour and then the upload of the data from the paddock occurs on an hourly basis as well, providing we can get a a solid uh, mobile network communication connection every hour, which is fantastic, and it's not only good for soil moisture, but also rainfall. We match up a a rain gauge with the monitoring point with the moisture probe, and I think that's been a bit of an eye-opener as well by able to get the the hour-by-hour recordings of, of rainfall And, you know, we can actually determine rates of infiltration with the intensity of rain. And generally the rain's been pretty steady, but, uh, you know, some events, particularly in summer, they can get up to 25 mil, even a bit greater in that hour period. Some of these soils probably struggled to take in that amount of rainfall within that hourly period, but um, it's a good measurement point.
1: That's a lot of data coming in very quickly, real-time analysis. Does the data ever surprise you?
0: Initially, everyone was pretty surprised how effective some of these crops were at extracting deep soil moisture. Probably in the past, things might've been underestimated in terms of soil moisture conditions. And that's probably due to just those shallow assessments that might've been done with a shovel. So by having this yeah real time measurement, we are certainly being able to observe at, at certain points of time, moisture getting down, you know, right down to depths a metre, potentially even more in those really wet years. But, When we've got a great biomass of crop growing above that soil surface, we've also got that pump happening with that well-developed root system. And I think that's been a a real eye-opener. The other thing that can surprise people is uh, just the effect of cutting crops for hay. We do find that um, the crops can be using moisture quite well during that day period. And then from the remote assessments of the data, I can actually pick up to the hour of when the crop was actually cut. Because when the leaf area is removed, the crop stops photosynthesising, stops using water, and it's just a, quite a dramatic change. So, yeah, some of the farmers have, have been a bit surprised how I've been able to remotely assess what they were doing on farm. There's a few other things that certainly have been eye-opening, particularly summer weed escapes and just the damage they can do in terms of quickly extracting moisture and down to depths as well so and really this is all the deep moisture that you'd really like to conserve and have for the following winter crop and not lose that through summer weeds so there's been a, a lot of learnings and probably a few eye-opening experiences along the way
1: you said you started this in 2010 so you have got a decade's worth of data what time of the year then is soil moisture monitoring most useful in terms of the data
0: it's certainly a long data set and it's probably shown that uh, the information is quite informative in all parts of the season. But when we've um, worked with the farmers and, and industry and determined what they thought the most useful part of when they could examine the data, it was identified as spring. Personally, I think early winner it provides some early guidance on how the season's progressing. And then, yeah, moving into spring then, um, we obviously see it quite... Being quite dynamic that uh, if you've got crops with yield potential they will certainly use a lot of water if it's stored in those deeper levels within the soil profile.
1: Okay well then how do producers actually apply that information in terms of you know the monitoring data you've got?
0: For the farmers and the producers to best utilise the soil moisture probes It's really about understanding the seasonal conditions for that reference point. So the thresholds are the upper limits of uh, the utmost maximum capacity that those soils can hold uh, and then also the lower limits, so how dry those soils can actually uh, be dried down to with crop growth and development, which generally gets to those lower limits in that spring period.
1: A person with first-hand experience with those limits is Beck Marshall. She and her husband, Ash, run a cropping farm at Normanville in Mallee Country, about 60 kilometres from Kerrang. They've been using soil moisture monitoring information for nearly a decade.
2: Yeah, so we really use it to help us make major decisions during our growing season and even pre-growing season, pre-sowing the crop. It's probably one of the big confidence givers.
1: What information are you getting from it that gives you confidence?
2: Just a really good snapshot of actually what moisture we have stored in our profile, which then we can translate across to having what sort of yield potential we might already have, the potential going into the season with our crops. That can really provide a lot of confidence around rotation going forward, um, how hard to push things in terms of nitrogen inputs especially.
1: How long have you been using soil moisture information in your business?
2: I think maybe it was 2011 or so there's actually been a local probe installed in our area to sit our neighbour's farm at Normanville and yeah Ash and I really started following that from the start and using that information you know to provide confidence with what we were doing here and then I suppose maybe three years ago we went and started installing our own moisture probe setups on our own farm, just so we could get that, you know, really fine-tuned advice for us.
1: Has that made a difference over the last three years, now that you've got even more data coming through, to really know what's going on on your property?
2: Yeah, I think it has. It's been great for our learning, certainly, just to be able to learn what's actually happening in individual um, paddocks. Our farm is reasonably spread out. We've probably got 20 ks difference from top to bottom, north to south sort of thing, so that does vary quite a bit during the season and also a range of soil types so we've been able to really learn a little bit more about what's happening there and um, yeah really get that information that's tailored for us.
1: Okay well so give me a bit of an example then in terms of looking at the soil moisture and then what sort of decision you might make off the back of that.
2: The major one, uh, well there's lots <laughs> to, that we might make I guess, one of the major ones we looked at this year was our top dressing our applying nitrogen during the growing season to feed the crop. That's where soil moisture has been really handy for us, just having that knowledge of what's actually in the profile. You can actually have quite a dry growing season, not be receiving a lot of in-crop rain, but have quite a full profile underneath and just having the confidence around feeding that crop to make it reach its full potential, I suppose.
1: So what would actually happen there, Beck? Without that information, would you hold off actually applying the nitrogen because you're unsure it's dry and it's not going to be taken up? Is yeah, there, potentially. Is the si- you
2: could find yourself in the situation, yeah, without um, without that information to provide the confidence that your crop might actually have a better yield potential than what you're thinking just based on your current rainfall. Yeah, so you might end up uh, underfeeding that crop nitrogen and it doesn't reach its full potential. Yeah, so it can be that real signal, I suppose, to go harder. Uh, in the right season or also it can be the the reverse too Uh, if you don't have the moisture in the profile you could as often happens in the mallee have a really fantastic looking crop early on in the season and absolutely nothing in the profile and just also needing to pull things back a little bit and not go too hard so there's the reverse there as well I guess.
1: That's Beck Marshall from Normanville If you're a producer and you're interested in finding out more about soil moisture monitoring, Dale Boyd says there is a range of information that's readily
0: available. Go to theagriculture.vic. Dot gov.au webpage and search for soil moisture monitoring, and you'll come up with all the links and the background description of the dryland cropping program. They've also developed recently, with the assistance of the dry seasons program, a new dashboard, and that's on extensionoz.com.au forward slash soil moisture monitoring, all in one word. That dashboard's been a really great development because. It not only provides an indication of the crop or pasture that's growing, because that obviously has a very big influence on soil moisture increases uh, at the start of the season, but also the rate of depletion that you might see in late winter and uh, coming into spring. So it's good to have that description of what's happening because obviously these reference points are, are quite important and if farmers and industry are going to take more note of them, there's obviously an indication of why they're being depleted at the rate they were due to what is growing at that reference point. So both sources of of good information.
1: Dale, it's a phenomenal amount of information and an amazing resource for producers to access. Seasonal risk agronomist with Agricultural Victoria, Dale Boyd, thank you for joining me in the Ag Vic Talk studio.
0: Thank you very much, Drew. Thank you for listening to Ag Vic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.